actually from Chicago, so I'm warming up, moving, moving south. So it's it's not too bad for me. Yeah, sure. So, um, as I mentioned, I'm actually from the Chicagoland area and um, grew up in a in a blue collar household. My dad was in construction, and and um, I had the the fortunate blessing of learning the construction industry um, from a from a carpenter's perspective, if you will. And um, so I, I I got to work pretty young and um, and had a lot of fun with that. And and then um, you know I, I love telling the story because after I learned how to all the components of building a house from the ground up my dad said all right it's time to time to get out of this you need to you need to get out of this industry before it makes an old man out of you before you are and and uh so i decided to go to school and i I moved down to indianapolis and um and uh, for school met my wife now this is home been down here for 18 years met my break even year so I, i moved down here when i was 18 years old and and uh and and now i've been here for 18 years um, was in the home services industry in, in a few different arenas, um, high-end audio video, and then ultimately in the security space where I spent um, 16 years um, growing as an individual, growing as a team member, as a father, as a husband, and, and, um, and uh, ultimately uh, here in the last year made a, made a switch back into more of the, um, more of the trade si- side of things and with Indie Roof Company. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a couple of things that you hit on earlier, um, you talked about purpose and you talked about calling. And that's something that I think is incredibly important for all of us because I believe that we all do have a purpose. And I also believe that if you pay attention to that, every one of us has a calling as well and those things fit hand in glove. And for me, my, my purpose, my personal mission is to help people maximize their full potential. That's a, that's a phrase that I have written down in, in my journal that I carry with me and, and it's what I strive to do every single day. Um, when, I, when I join a team um, and have the opportunity and the blessing to affect change um it's something that i get excited about from a professional perspective um, because i know that the difference between us today and where we want to be in the future are typically tweaks and adjustments um and so to be able to do that at a team perspective or at an individual perspective is just very exciting to me really sourced personally in your opinion 
So I, I think the, I think the personal impacts the professional. Um, so that's kind of the way that I look at it and I'm a big goal setter. So I think that that's where things start. That's ground zero, whether it is personal or professional, it's what are we trying to accomplish? Um, whether it's, um, hit a certain metric, whether it is, um, accomplish a, a weight loss goal, whatever the case is, um, it's having that clear defined, what's the finish line. And once you have that identified, then it just becomes what's, what's in the way, what are, what are hurdles and obstacles that I need to overcome and what are things that I need to accomplish? What are mini goals that I need to accomplish to help me get in, in front of the big overall goal? Yeah. And that's interesting to me because you can set a goal, but if you really don't know yourself well enough mm. to see what adjustments or tweak needs to be made, to me, that's where disconnect happens. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's where I talk about it. It's super important to, uh, to know where you're at. You know, if you're in Indiana, probably not very familiar. If I were to take you, drive you out hour and a half, two hours away from our location here, had you blindfolded, didn't give you a map or anything along those lines, if I could find a way to take down the road signs even and tell you to get to some place in Iowa from here, would you be able to do that very easily? No. You need to know where you're at, right? That's, that's the first thing to establish is where am I today? And, and from a personal perspective, that's immensely huge, just knowing who you are. And let's talk about that personal just an issue, because I think that shapes everything, right? Uh, or it has a lot to do with our professional life, our relationships, and everything else. Sure. I think people, and I'm interested in your perspective on this, I think people sometimes fear change because they're not confident really in their own build. Right. Yeah. And I mean, whether it's mental or emotional, people just go through a lot of hardship and difficulty. They push stuff down and it really keeps them from reaching goals or potentials or potency or whatever you may look at. How do people address that so they can kind of get over that and move on to what's next for them? That's I think you're spot on. And, and for me, what I've noticed is I think everyone's slightly uncomfortable with change. Um, or greatly even uncomfortable with change. And I, and I think that never goes away. While I love impacting and driving change, I'm also not exceptionally comfortable with it. Um, what I have learned, though, is to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and, I've, and I have my limits as well, personally, of that, that level of discomfort where this is too much change at once or, or whatever the case is. But we all have that kind of barometer of how much is too much. And you, have to, you do have to acknowledge that and be careful and of that's it. that's important. I mean, that's such a great point. You know, change, you usually don't get yourself in a certain spot overnight. Right. And you're sure not going to come out of it overnight. And I think sometimes when it comes to change internally, personally, we try and it doesn't work and we just give up yeah right and we just go like if it's this hard i mean it's like you mentioned overeating you know i put on a lot of weight but that didn't happen overnight right it took time and why we get up one day and go like i want to lose weight and step on the scale and then two days later we're frustrated because all that weight's not lost so what are the things that people can do to really adapt to change slowly that will last yeah. So I first want to go back to, to part of what you said. People will only change when the pain to do so is less than the pain to stay the same. Wow. And so, and that's what I was talking about, that barometer. Yeah. Uh, we all have that, a different level there. Um, but when, when that, when that table turns or, or that teeter totter outweighs, that's, that's when we're willing to change. And, 
And I think the, the more that you can change something, exercise that muscle. Simple stuff, Reggie. I mean, take a different way home from work one day. You know, we get, we're all about routines in the life that we have. We wake up, we, we probably do the same four or five things every single morning within the first 60 minutes of being up. And, and that's great. And I love having routines. I think that it's incredibly important, but what we also have to do is condition ourselves just like exercise. I know we keep on going back to that, but you know, to build those muscles, you don't just go to the gym and and start slapping 45s on the bar and and start bench pressing. No, you're, you're going to, you know, maybe just start with the bar by itself. So take a different way home from work. Um, you know, get a different brand of coffee, do, do something along those lines to really start saying, okay, I can be comfortable with different levels of change. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it, it, it's, it's just, again, it's about that, that level of comfort. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you said earlier, it was really interesting. You've got to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. How do people do that if they've, if they've, you know, fought it for so long? So, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud yeah, with you here yeah. at, at this point in time, but our whole lives were, were trained, you know, to, to go back to, and that's what I love this, this podcast and this, this series that you have. I, I think that it's phenomenal um, because w- we all do play someone else. We play a role of someone else, um, sometimes more significant than, than at other times. But um, I'd say just about for everybody, it, it's because of how we're raised, right? constantly and, and you know loving parents and all that kind of stuff but hey do it this way or or um we we joke around a lot my my dad would always say hey let me show you and uh you know whether it was cutting the grass and he'd say hey let me show you and before i knew it i was standing in the corner and he got the grass cut and i never had to worry about it you know kind of thing and unfortunately now i do the same thing with with my kids um but you know w- we we get so conditioned to doing things the way that our parents maybe are the, are the person or people who raised us their conditioning do it do it the way that we're telling you to do it which is fine which is great we all need that teaching and that understanding um but then that that transitions into the professional world as well where we think that we need this facade on and um and and so it's not about coming up with the best outcome it's about coming up with the outcome that i think you want me to come up with and then that then then we've got a limitation on ourselves. so where you know we talk about impacting change personally and being com- becoming comfortable with that is 
I think it's rooted in, in, in being confident in who we are going back to that purpose. So I've got to feel confident in who I am to say, I'll help get X, Y, or Z done. And it's okay to, to, to do it a different way than somebody else. Um, which is not the world that we live in, right? We live in a cookie cutter society. Uh, you know, everything on, you know, social media and everything, well, you got to look this way. You got to think that way. And, and it's tough, but, um, finding a way just to, to first that honor that first commitment. I'm, I'm good with the way that God made me and the way that I'm intended to be. Right. Of performance. Yeah. That have caused us to make bad decisions, I think, because we want people to approve us and applaud us. And I mean, I I, I live my life like that, where yeah. I just if people weren't calling my name or they were not weren't acknowledging me. And think about that in the workplace. If I've got coworkers and they're having some success and I'm not, and I think they're doing it a certain way and it moves me away by doing it the way they're doing it. It moves me away from really my true giftings and yeah. callings and purpose. Even at that job, what we don't realize is that's really debilitating our career, not adding to it. Right. Look, we are all specially and purposefully made. Yeah. We all have our own DNA. And us being able to accept that, I said that earlier in the day, us being able to accept who we are is the beginning of our change and our growth. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah. So with you, I've been told that you're pretty direct and you see stuff um, um, in a way that provokes organizational change pretty readily. How do you do that without really causing so much disruption that's unproductive? So... You know, I'll go to the directness first, and um, uh, it, it that so that's a skill that I still have to work on because naturally, uh, to make you feel comfortable, I want to talk like you. Th- I magically have not come up with a southern draw yet in this podcast, even though naturally that that's the that's the the well, person that I am. That. So uh, you know, I, I try to just subconsciously even mimic people to make them feel comfortable. And, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that it helps me b- develop quick relationships yeah. and, and, and that sort of thing. But what I've had to learn in time is, especially when it comes to feedback is, do I want the individual to, um, to receive the feedback and be able to enact whatever the feedback is or do I not? And it's not up to me to try to make it um, overly soft or anything along those lines. I, I just want them to know what the point is and we can have the direct conversation and, and look each other in the eye and say, hey, here is, here's where we're at today. Here's where we need to be yeah. later on. Here's the stuff in the middle. Let's talk about the stuff in the middle. And um, so framing it in that way helps be very, very direct, kind of take the emotions out of it. And now, because it's not about the person and, that, and that's what I've learned is I don't want to offend you as a person. I want to help you achieve a result. So let's keep it focused on, on whatever the task is or, or, um, we actually, it's a star method that I learned in leadership years and years ago about framing the situation task and the action and the result. And, um, and it has worked immensely. Well, if people feel that they can be themselves and be honest, 
honest, and I think that's a problem in our society today in the workforce in particular, is we're so driven and so aggressive, and if people feel like they're not, that's where performance starts to a lot of people. is like, I'm not like that, but it appears the culture that I'm in and the work demands it, so they start living outside of their strengths, and the results that follow are never satisfied to them or their employer. Yeah. That, I think that's where a lot of leaders kind of miss the boat is they're, they're focusing on a lag measure. So what's the close rate? What's the, what's the deliverable? Oh my gosh, you gotta, you gotta have a better performance or whatever. No, there was, there was behaviors that led to the performance and I can impact the performance by talking directly with you about the behaviors. And that's, you know, that's some things that we're going through um, right now on our team where we're seeing some awesome successes. And it's because we're not talking about and, and beating a drum of hit this goal, hit this goal, hit this goal. No, it's what are the things that allowed us to accomplish some small milestones? Let's do that more and more quickly. So you talk about behavior. Um, if you see some behavior and if people were, struggling uh, and they had some behavioral issues how helpful is it to be able to give them a place and a space to be able to come and at least acknowledge that as a beginning source of, of figuring out how we make this shift so that yeah. all that goes away or at least starts to anyway so it's an, it's incredibly important and you know I would say from a leadership perspective yeah. again things that I've learned um, been you know incredibly blessed to be surrounded by world class leaders, and um, some of the you know one of the highlights that I've learned is to genuinely care for others. Um, so when I say behavioral, you know I'm, I don't necessarily mean um, you know somebody who's fussing and cussing and you know all that kind of stuff, but I, you know what are the actions that they're taking on a daily basis, those yeah. sorts of things. Um, and whenever there is that behavioral problem, the, the Typically, the first place that I'm going is, hey, Reg, is everything okay? Yeah. This, this, this isn't like you. Um, you know, it, what's going on? How, how's, how's things at home? Because a lot of times things are intertwined. We always talk about work-life balance. I don't believe in work-life balance. I believe in work-life integration. We have work, we have life, and those things weave in together. There's, you know, I, don't, I haven't met one person that you know five o'clock or whatever the time of day is like nope i just never think about work and then you know from nine to five nope i never think about my family no it's an integration and because we're integrated in the work and personally i have to take care for you as as a person and as an individual as well and and so you know i kind of lead with with that approach and then nine times out of ten you can you can discover hey you know there are some things going on and all right let's let's move some things around so we can begin to focus on you as a team member as well and how helpful is that I, I really believe that if people feel like you have their best interest in mind mm. they tend to rise up yeah or leave yeah right? agree completely you know um and you do have to watch that and, and be careful there's there's certainly people that i've led that um you know that they feel that that approach is almost a little too personal like just don't ask me questions about home and and, and that's cool and i respect that yeah. Um, and I learned very, very quickly. Typically, those individuals, all right, we're not going to talk about the home stuff, and th and that's fine too. Um, but they also just know that I was willing to care. Uh, you know, their leader is willing to care about them, and we can we don't have to go in depth about things. It doesn't sound to me the overriding character. 
people and providing them opportunities yeah. to make the changes that are necessary for them to f function in the role, but also to grow them as individuals. Yeah. It, it, who I strive to be as a leader is yeah. just authentic. authentic. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my, that's my word. If, if you will, um, from a leadership perspective. So through that, I can be direct yeah. through that. I can be compassionate through that. I can be caring through that. I can be results oriented. Um, but I, I hold on to my authentic self. Really good. I'm going to ask you one more question. Sure. And just again, your thoughts on it. I firmly believe that some of my frailty and mistakes that I've made is I've had the wrong people in my huddle. Mm. Yeah. And so I have at times in the past, I've played football, I've played on different types of squads where, and it wasn't just a, a similar together of a bunch of humanity. It was everybody in my huddle played, that had a job to do. Mm -hmm. And so in my past, what I've done is I've just, anybody who wanted my huddle, come. Yeah. <laughs> and it just was counterproductive. For yeah. Me. And so talk to me about the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people for this purpose. And that purpose is, to be able to change some things internally that will help you become a better contributor, whether it's at home or in your relationship with God or at work or wherever. How important is the huddle? Critically important. The number one thing that any of us should do is protect who and what we allow to be spoken into our lives. Um, and I can say that confidently because I've learned the hard way where there's some people talked about it a little bit ago that you, you look at them and you think that their performance is great or that, you know, they've, they've achieved this level of success or, you know, whatever the case is. Well, there's been a lot of people that I've looked up to that um, I thought were really successful and I wanted to, you know, be like them and, and imitate them. But then I, then I realized like, wow, the, the way that they got to this definition of success that I think that they have is, is something that from a principal's perspective, I'm not willing to sacrifice on. And so I have to, you have to watch that and you have to guard that. Um, so you talk about a, a huddle. Um, I call it a personal board of advisors. Mm -hmm. And uh, on that personal board of advisors, I think that it's important to have some key positions filled. Um, and, and those are um, first and foremost, someone who loves you unconditionally. Um, because there's going to be times when you talk about being vulnerable and, and, and being open, there's going to be times where you need to, to be just that. And you need to have that person that you feel and know loves you unconditionally, that it's a safe place to open up. Yeah. It's not a safe place to open up every, to everyone. It, and I think that that's what you have to be careful with, um, is cause I've, I've made that mistake too. And I've, and I've opened up to the wrong people and, and then it gets used against you in Thank some you. way. So, um, but you got to have that person that loves you unconditionally. Um, I think that it is also important to have somebody on your board of advisors or in your huddle, um, someone that has achieved what it is that you are trying to achieve. Um, make sure that they align um, from, a, from a values perspective, but have that person that you can look up to and, and you can say, hey, you've been where I'm trying to go. What's the best path? What are the pitfalls that I need to avoid? Um, so I, I think that that's key. Um, I think that it's also important to have somebody that dreams bigger than you dream um, because we all, no matter how hard we try, limit ourselves in some way, shape, or form. I, I'm not tall enough. I'm, I'm not good looking enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the pedigree that I need to have. We, we all have negative self-talk 
Um, so we need someone that can be that encourager that comes alongside of us and that dreams bigger than, than we do for ourselves. Um, those are, those are three absolute key positions that I think, um, and, and, you know, there, there's more that you could, you could put on there, but I think that those are the three big keys for me, um, that I've surrounded myself with from a personal board of advisors. Oh, and, and one more thing, yeah. accountable, so somebody that will hold you accountable. And, and sometimes one person can be a couple of the things on the personal board of advisors. But, um, for example, you don't want your, the person that loves you unconditionally to be your accountability right. buddy, cause they're never going to, they're, they're never going to call you out because they love you so much, which is, which is great. Um, but you, you need somebody that's going to, you know, if, if, if you've got a goal, you know, to weigh a healthy blank pounds, um, you know, make sure that you've got somebody that's going to, you know, see you in the Dairy Queen drive through and, and shoot you a text and say, what are you doing? Or, or whatever the case right. is, or, you know, when, professional development. Hey, you said that you wanted to accomplish X, Y, or Z. Are the behaviors that you're doing lining up with what it is you're trying to accomplish? So, so those four things. So interestingly, Right. Your huddle, uh, right. And so, Adam, this has been great. I, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative. It's enriched my life today. And I, I want you to know something. You're enough. Yeah. And you've got to believe that. And what you've got to realize is all these performance layers that are in your life are keeping you from really reaching your full potential. You've been designed specifically. And along with that design, comes a purpose and all you need to learn to do is to drive the design that was built specifically for you and it will yeah. carry you to the purpose that's that also is specifically designed for your gifts and talent you got to trust that and i know many of you have struggled with that as i have and the words that adam spoke today the things that we just kind of discussed lead you to believe or i hope to lead you to believe that once you get back to you and start living in that lane, I think you're going to see change. I think you're going to see growth, happiness, peace, and all the things that you're missing at this point. So, and I want to thank you for watching this episode of Live Exposed. Do me a favor and subscribe. Like it, share it, whatever, all that other stuff is. I can't really keep up with it. But I'll, until I see you next time, hey, trust yourself. Don't be afraid to be raw and vulnerable in a safe place. Until, until we talk next, have a great week.